Well, welcome to what is our new series looking at our being known. So as we're on the precipice of the, our stay-at-home orders um, being lifted in New South Wales and we're, we're going to have a bit more freedom and to move around, to get in contact with people, to see one another, I thought this would be a time for us to actually think about what it, know, what it means to be known fully. So many of us are itching to get into contact with people once again. To go out to a coffee shop, I know that's what I'm looking forward to, going out to a coffee shop and sitting down with somebody and having a conversation. I know there are a few people that are going, yes, this is really what I want to do, and build those relationships. See, we're all relational beings and um, we're being built for relations. And two of our deepest needs that we have as people of relationships, as relational beings, is to know another person and for ourselves to be known by others. They're our needs that we have. We don't always want to say secret and isolate in ourselves. We, we want people to know who we are and we want to know who other people are. That's what it means to be in relationship with one another. And I don't know about you, but over the past months, we've been just connecting online in our digital world. I mean, we've been doing worship here in our digital world online. And I'm so grateful and thankful for the hard work of all of the team that has been bringing us week after week worship services from New Beginnings Uniting Church. I want to say thank you to the music team. Thanks from the bottom of my heart for, for all of the, the hard work that you have done for raising up our spirits in worship through what has been a tough and trying time this year. I want to say thanks to all of the tech team. A huge thanks for working behind the scenes. You're not out the front here. You're behind the scenes each week making us do it. get out the front, look good, sound great, and sending the stream out to the world to be a part of it. You know, they do all sorts of things, such as the digital assets to make the videos work for introductions. They do the social media posts. They, they, host, they do all sorts of things. I want to say thanks for the Bible readings. For those that get up each week and read the Bible, Alyssa, I mean Adele and Kimberly, I want to give you thanks. I also want to give thanks to all those people who have prayed with us, who have led us in prayers. And I want to especially give thanks to Annette, who's been hosting our online platforms. For all the support you've been giving everyone online for the words of wisdom and encouragement and support. See, as a church, we've been trying to maintain some sense of connection. And having said this, I'm also really very keenly um, mindful that, that there is a growing disconnection that we have in our world. Even though we're more connected, more and more of us are feeling unconnected feeling more alone. Even though we're connected more di digitally than ever before. Let me bring this personally for a second. So, so, so 
talk about me for a moment. Not that I like to talk about me, but I'm just going to bring some stats from myself. Now, I, I'm, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Um, they're about the kind of platforms I think I'm on. And, and at the moment, I have a kind of um, loose connection with them. They're there, I use them as a tool. But let me give you some indications. You know, we had our intro video and it says that on average, people have about 150 Facebook friends. I've got 700. There you go, isn't that a lot? That's a few people that are there. And, and, and this is not a brag, I've got over 8,000 followers on Instagram. Hey. But I don't know most of them. I bet they don't know me either. I know some of them a little bit, and I know very few really well. But they don't know me. They follow me. They might get a feed from me. They might respond to a comment. They might argue with me at some point. But we're not connected. There's no relationship. I don't know them. We're not known to each other. We're connected digitally, but we're not connected personally. So even with all these digital connections that I have, I feel more disconnected with people and I feel more unknown than ever. So we've been made for more than just this relational disconnection. Let me ask you these questions. When was the last time you were called wonderful? When was the last time that you felt deeply and personally known by somebody else? When was that time? When was the last time that you thought about what it means that you are a disciple, a saint of God, a, a member of God's holy priesthood, a, a friend and a family member of Jesus? See, God has said all these things about you. He is said that he knows you more deeply and more thoroughly than anybody else knows you. So we're going to be diving into Psalm 139, um, which has been credited to, to, to be written by King David. It's the same King David that, that brought us the messages, brought us the stories of um, David and Goliath, a story of triumph, a story of listening to God and going against odds, and also David and Bathsheba, a story of great failure, of moral compromise. But David's also the, the conquering king of Israel. He's the one that had taken over most land and expanded the kingdom of Israel. But he was started out as a simple shepherd boy. And this simple shepherd boy turns into a mighty man of God and follows God's commands, but not always. He does those things. He lived an incredibly complicated life that was blessed, but it was also had full of pain and suffering and complete missteps. But here's the thing. King David was also, even though he was far from perfect, he was known as, as it says in 1 Samuel 13 verse 14, he was a man after God's own heart. And here is this king writing Psalm 139 
which gives us an amazing intimate look into David's relationship with God, with his understanding of God, and it gives us an incredible passage from the Bible that we can actually marvel at what it means about God's omnipotence, and I love that big word, God's omnipotence, so, so ever-present power with us and God's omnipresence, God's always with us in all that we do. His presence is there for us with everybody. So let's dive into Psalm 139, verses 1 through to 6. Let's break it down for us and let's listen to this again about how we are fully known. And it says this, O oh oh Lord, you have examined my heart and known everything about me. You know when I sit down or when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hands of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. So we are fully known by God. We are fully known by God. Let me that let that sink in for you. That we are fully known by God. He knows our activities, what we do day in, day out. Like David puts it, he knows us when we sit down and when we stand up. He knows what's going on in our lives. But God knows your thoughts, what's going on in your brain, as well as the words that we say out aloud. He knows where you're going to head and why you want to get there. There's a deep personal knowing of who you are. You may think that this is a bit creepy, that God knows so well about you, that kind of like a stalker in your life, but it's not. It's something beautiful. And I often say, and here's the thing, at funerals, I always remind myself and I always remind those who are here with us during a funeral that no matter what choices that we've made through our life, God knows us in all of those choices. God is there with us and we are known by God. Let me ask you this question. What would you prefer? A God that is distant, uncaring and unconnected with you and me? Or would you prefer a God that is connected with us, that knows us, that, that knows our deepest desires, that knows our thoughts, that knows our feelings, which one would you prefer? Because I know which one I would prefer. I would prefer the God that knows me rather than the God that just puts me into place and just forgets because that's what the rest of the world does, forgets about us, forgets about others. We just don't know one another. In the psalm, it tells us that God's knowledge and God's understanding of us is wonderful and more lofty than we can even understand or fully comprehend. And I love how Isaiah 55 verse 8 and 9 puts it into God's words for us. And it says this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord's. So God's thoughts are nothing like ours. 
they are his and his alone. My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. So what happens is we try and box God in. We try and keep God into this true small, narrow place, yet God's thoughts, his actions, his ways are far beyond what we can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God has a bigger, broader picture than we can ever imagine. The sad thing is in our world, and especially at the moment in our world, that if we can't grasp an idea, can't grasp a concept quickly and easily, we disregard it or we ridicule it. And this extends to our understanding of God and God's ways in our lives. However, the fact remains that God knows us, knows us deeply, knows us completely, that God's knowledge of far exceeds our own limited view of our world and even of ourselves. God knows us better than I think we even know ourselves. See, it goes further on in Psalm 130. 39, it says this, from verse 13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me, knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvellous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. See, God's understanding and knowledge of you comes even before the very first moments of our lives. God knows who we are. You are known by God even before you know of God. That's amazing. That's such a wonderful comfort that you are known by God even before you know of God. Have you, hear the words spoken over each of us by a God that knows us. You are wonderful. You are marvellous. You are beautiful. You are wonderfully made. And these aren't just words of a parent that is sleep-deprived over a newborn child. These are the chosen words of the one who, who speaks the entire universe into existence. This is, this is the omnipotent, all-powerful, ever-present God who speaks these words of you of each and every one of us. Not only can he put the stars into space, but he cares about you deeply and knows you intimately. These words matter. These words from God matter because they are words from the source of life. And it... They matter because despite everything that the world tells us, they speak truth into our lives. Wonderful, marvellous, beautiful. What amazing words to take for yourselves, given to you by God. 
You are wonderful. You are marvellous. You are beautiful. I venture to guess that it's been a long time since you've actually had someone call you wonderful. It's probably been even longer since they've called you marvellous. They're not words that we tend to kind of roll off our tongue on in the everyday kind of thing. You know, we don't go around, you know, the, the people we know, oh, you're beautiful, you're... We might say that. I hope we do. But it's not like, the, you know, how wonderful you are, how marvellous you are. They're, they're, they're words that lift us up. See, what I love about these words is that when David wrote Psalm 139... He understood God enough to recognise how God actually sees his creation. And David further understood that this also applied to him personally. So here we have our creator God that has got unlimited knowledge of the world and the universe, far comprehension, far beyond us but has intricately and carefully formed us. Every life knows exactly who and what you are. See, this may feel uncomfortable to you or it may be the best news in your life that you've been ever given. And here's the truth of the matter for you. You are fully known by God. Take that on board. You are fully known by God. You are fully loved by God. Take that on board for you. You are fully loved by God. And take the last one. You are fully forgiven by God. How glorious is that? We are fully known, fully loved, fully forgiven by God who knows us, but it's also the God that creates us and created the world. The problem is that we can easily become distracted with all of the other mixed messages coming at us through our chaotic and distorted world. Don't get me wrong here. I see beauty. I see real beauty in the world. And and I I see it all over the place, not just in nature but in people and in the way people treat one another, but I also see the opposite. I also see the hatred and the messages that pull us apart. I see the nitpicking. I see the, and especially in our digital realm, where we can be anonymous, where we can be completely unknown, the ability to pull things apart and pull people down. You know, the thing is, when you're anonymous in this digital space, it is easy to rip into somebody. But when you are known, you tend not to do that. And this is the challenge for us, especially in our ever-connected world with new apps, new ways of connecting with one another. We need to know one another and we need to know that God fully loves us and we should be feeding that into our relationships that we have with those people around us. Here's a message for us that is countercultural to the message that the world gives us. It's not about competition. It's not about getting ahead of the game. It's not about saying that you don't measure up to some standard. 
And, and this happens insidiously online. You know, watching all of the different life, lives that go on um, with YouTubers and, you know, vloggers and bloggers and how they've done this latest thing or bought this latest thing or look this latest way. It messes us up because we try to measure up to what that ideal they're creating and we can never do it. But the reality is that you are more than enough in who you are. God knows you and you are more than enough. God loves you and that's above everything else. No matter what we have done, God's love is still there for us. It's incredibly important for us to make sure that we have this connection, that we get rooted in the truth every single day. We need to restore our connection with God through prayer, through reading the Bible, through worship, through fellowship. And I'm so looking forward to fellowshipping. Have that time together and just have conversations with people. So let us receive the truth again for us. Let us know this truth for us. Let us speak this truth into our lives. Let this truth speak into us day in, day out. That you are fully known. You are fully loved. That you are wonderful. That you are marvellous. That you are beautiful. That you are fully forgiven by God. So let's just pray together. Lord God, we just ask that you be with us in this moment, that you help us to unpack and unravel our lives that are so complex and complicated with connections digitally, connections physically. Help us unravel this, to help us understand that we are wonderfully and beautifully made. Lord, if there is something going on in the lives of the people that are listening in today, if there's something going on which is speaking to their lives that's saying they are not worthy, that they are not measuring up, Lord, speak into their lives now. May your Holy Spirit, Spirit speak into their lives right now so that they may know the truth of the, the reality that they are wonderful, that they are beautiful, that they are beautifully and wonderfully made. They are more than enough because they are created in the image of God. It doesn't matter what we've done. We can never go far enough away that God is not there for us and not with us. We just ask, Lord, that you may forgive us of all the things that we've done wrong that have drawn us away from you. Forgive us and draw us close again. Lord, I just ask this in your holy name. I ask this in the power of Jesus Christ. May the Holy Spirit open our hearts and minds to hear that message for us, that we are wonderfully and beautifully made. Those promises God gives us.